Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. Second Thessalonians, going to get into a word tonight that you hear me throw out occasionally, and it is apostasy. You're going to need your Bibles tonight. You're not... You, you, this isn't a topical message or uh, just expository in one verse. You're going to need your Bibles. Did I say 2 Thessalonians chapter 2? Chapter 2 is the verse. I'm going to launch from here simply because of a phrase that's used in this particular passage of Scripture. I've read all day. Uh, don't let that scare you. I don't have but two major points with a few scriptures under each one. Read all day, studied, got left. I, I mean, this this opinion is as divided uh, as the East is from the West. There are some that's just dogmatic about this, and there's others that that aren't. Now, I taught. I've taught on a few things. I, eventually, if it works out on Wednesday nights, eventually I'll, I'll probably get the rapture in. One of these nights, you won't find that word in the Bible, but I'll, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to uh, get that in if the Lord will let me. I, I, I told uh, the last time was on that you can't find eternal security in the Bible. You can't find that phrase. It's not in there. They use it all the time. People use it all the time. It's not in the Word of God. You find eternal life. Eternal life, that's what I have tonight. I'm glad that I know that. Now, when I get... Into this tonight, you're going to think, my preacher, you're talking like you can't even know you're saved. You better know you're saved. Yes, sir. You better know it. It's not a guess. It's not a, I missed it by a mile. You've got to know you're born again and, and on your way to heaven. It's a no-so salvation. So say, well, you cannot have that opinion and believe in apostasy. Let's see what the Bible says. I don't care what the Baptists say. And I don't, hey, listen, I really don't care. I know we're in a free will Baptist church. And I'm, we are, matter of fact, we're going to participate in the state meeting. I'm opening in prayer before uh, uh, Sonny Thomas preaches. And I need some singers to sing for 30 minutes. One of them recruited Jessica last night, so she better be ready. She's on. But for 30 minutes, they're wanting somebody to sing down there. And uh, Jessica uh, will do a song or two. I need two or four more songs. So put that in your pipe. 2 Thessalonians chapter number 2, verse number 1. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him. That says this, he's coming and we're going. That's what that says. That ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit. See, that's a little less, that's yours. Nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Hadn't come yet. These boys that said it had missed it about 2,000 years. At least. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come. What day? 
day of the Lord. For that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition. Father, I need you. Tonight I need your help, your strength, your wisdom. Give me voice. I pray for your unction. I pray for understanding. I pray for the guiding of the Holy Ghost. I pray you touch our people, our church. I pray you be glorified, fill my mouth, guard my tongue, and help me, God, in what I do. I'm going to give you praise, honor, and glory for everything you've done. Worthy is the Lamb in my King's name, Jesus. Amen. And amen. Now what we have here in this, in this phrase, falling away, a falling away first, but falling away is this, it's apostasia. That means defection from the truth. That's what it means. It's the same as a word in your strong concordance. It's going to give you a number. It'll give you the Greek word with that number. And then when you, when you find that number, it'll refer you to the root word or the word that's the same as that. So the word that's the same as apostasia was apostasion, which means divorcement. Now, we all would agree with 2 Timothy 3.16 it tonight. If you're here in church on a Wednesday night, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine, which is the teaching or the learning. Doctrine, reproof, correction, and instruction in righteousness. Is there anyone in this room that will disagree with that? So what we need to know is, it's the word. I'll just tell you. I was told some things growing up that wasn't just exactly right. I grew up, got to reading it for myself, and I thought, you know, somebody's, somebody's got to be wrong here, and somebody's got to be right. What does the Bible say about it? I don't care what Granny said. I don't care what the preacher down the road says. You may have been raised somewhere where they beat you over the head with a certain thing and, and, and you may be looking for a general resurrection. That's in the Old Testament, but it's not in the New. I'm just saying, Brother Donnie Wilson, we might have been told some things growing up and been in different places. And you know what? A lot of times they just passed on what they learned from somebody else. It's not what the book says. Now, when you get into the book, then you begin to dissect this. Study to show thyself approved. A workman needeth not be in ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Amen. So, would, would we agree that all scripture is given by inspiration of God? I want us to go to Deuteronomy. Oh, no, he's went into the law. I won't be there long. Chapter number 17. Deuteronomy 17. And verse number 6. 
So point number one is word of witness. It is the witness. At the mouth of two witnesses or three witnesses shall he that is worthy of death be put to death. But at the mouth of one witness he shall not be put to death. Now, flip over. Now let's go to the New Testament, Matthew 18. I'm flipping right along with you. I didn't mark all these in mind, so we'd get there about the same time. Matthew 18 and verse number 16. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. Now the Lord in Deuteronomy he's talking about he wouldn't give a witness unless there's two to have somebody put to death. Three was better but he'd take two. We find it in Matthew when he's referring to, to the discipline in the church. Then we go to 2 Corinthians 13.1 Paul is the apostle to who? Gentiles. A plus. So we go to 2 Corinthians chapter 13. Verse number 1. This is the third time I'm coming to you in the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. Every word. Two. Single. No scripture is of any private interpretation. If it just mentions it one time in the Bible that you can't build doctrine on one verse, you got to take it in the context in which it was given. Now we go to 1 Timothy 5.19. We're just rolling along here in the Bible. We're on the Bible bus tonight. First Timothy 5.19, against an elder, receive not an accusation, but before two or three witnesses. Hebrews 10.28. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. So when you find that about the witness in the beginning in Deuteronomy, it's talking about here's what will kill you. Two witnesses will cause you to die. By the time you follow it through the word of God, he hadn't changed his mind. You get the Hebrews, it still says two or three. By two, it's going to be established that you might die. Well, that don't make no sense to me. What has that got to do with apostas, apostasy? Apostasy is this. It's the divorcement. It speaks of that which is going to die. Now, we've seen the witness. Let's look at the warning. If there was only one scripture, if I had read that out of 2 Thessalonians and said there'd come a great falling away from that, 
And that was the only place that that was found that would be a single witness and I would never say anything else about it. And you're looking at somebody that believes in the security of the believer. I go on record that. I'm, free will Baptists listen to this and watch me all the time in other places. And that's okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm secure in my salvation. I'm not afraid of that. But I am not dogmatically going to say there is not a possibility of apostasy. I won't say it. Well, that's not in the Bible. Well, we just read one place where he said the, the, a great falling away. I'm going to ask you a question. Can I fall off this stage standing on the floor? I got to get on stage. I don't like that preacher. I don't like it either. It puts me worrying about some people. And I'm going to, I, I've studied all day on this, and I, I, I gleaned from, a, 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 my old Bible teacher would say, milk many cows, boys, but make your own butter. I've read Wearsby and McGee. I'm going to point something out about them, and I love them both, and they're brilliant men. They're much smarter than I'll ever be. But you know, if you're looking... If you're looking on one side of the fence, everything you'll find will be on that side. You'll never find nothing on the other side of the fence. Say, so are you telling me, preacher, that you're believing in, and I'm going to use the word I said wasn't in the Bible, you're believing in eternal security and you're believing in apostasy. You've got it. You've got it. Say, so you can't do that. I can, I do. You cannot do it. I'm about to read you some Bible. Going to train wreck some of you. Take a big deep breath. It'll be all right. It ain't going to change you. It ain't going to change me. It's not going to change your salvation. It's not going to change. i tell you what it will do, though. It'll, when, when people find out you're going to a free will Baptist church, you'll have a scripture or two to give them, and they won't call you an idiot. Because they've called me everything, and that included. I really don't care. I'm long past that stuff. I'd have quit 20 years ago if that was going to drive me out of it. 1 Timothy 4 and 1. I just preached this the other day. Somewhere. I don't know where I was. I don't even know what day of the week this is, just to be honest. If I'm in church again. 1 Timothy 4 and 1. Now, what is 1st and 2nd Timothy's, Paul's letters, what are they? The last. Now the Spirit, now this is the Holy Ghost talking. This is not Mike McCoy. Big ass. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly. That means directly. That in the latter times, I don't know where you think we're at, but we are in the latter times. Some, not many, some shall depart from the faith. Giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. I don't believe that can happen. 
Speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. That's as far as I'm going right now. What, what have we used ever since I preached the message, coconuts? I've used it as an example uh, or an illustration of the Holy Ghost. It's the voice that speaks to conscience. A seared conscience can hear. I don't like that preacher. I don't like it either. That's what it says. That's not what it means. I want somebody to explain to me what it means. Because I've researched and, 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 and even, even the most staunch Calvinist of yesteryear says that means the, the, the apostasy. But you won't, the modern day guys don't say that. They just avoid it. The word means, and I, a, fist, a fistimai is the Greek word for depart. It means to desist and desert. That's what it means. Still believe in the security of the believer. But I'm seeing the possibility of something here that, 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 that uh, puts gray hair on my head. Hebrews 6 and 1, the most controversial scripture in the Bible. And I heard a preacher in this county who I admire and, 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 and believe he is well read and studied in the word of God. And he's of a different denomination than we are. And he said... When this says impossible, it means impossible. Hebrews 6 and 1, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. Here's what he's saying. You don't have to do this again. What are we going to do? Of the doctrine of baptism... We all know what that is. We know what that is. We've grown, we've grown that far. And of laying on of hands, we do that. They laid their hands on me to pray last night before I preach. Laying on hands of the presbytery, it is, it is a, it is a uh, figurative passing on in a visual act for people. It, it says we're in agreement, we're passing power we're helping you in ministry, the laying on of hands. We know what that is. And of resurrection of the dead. We know who the first fruits around here is, right? And of eternal judgment that comes. We know there's two judgments. We've grown past that. We know there's the great white throne of judgment where all the lost people are. We know there's the, there's the Bema seat, the judgment seat of Christ, where we're going to give an account since we've been saved of everything we've done in this body, whether it be good or bad. We know that. We've grown past that. And this will we do, if God permit. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted 
of the heavenly gift. And we're made, here's the word, partakers of the Holy Ghost. Don't tell me, don't tell me these people weren't saved. If you have not the Spirit of Christ, if you have the Spirit of Christ, what did they partake of? Now, look, don't get mad at me. Security of the believer. I'm in there. Possibility of somebody being on the other side of the fence. I'm beginning to wonder here. And have tasted the good word of God. Faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by. And the powers of the world to come. If they shall fall away. Let me give you the word. Fall, fall away here is this. Para, para, pipto, para, pipto. Para, pipto is the word here which figuratively means apostasy. It, they chose another Greek word to put it in here. It figuratively means apostasy. Now, what does that mean, preacher? It's like this. If I tell you I'm going to run to the store. Pat knows I'm not putting on the sneakers and running to the store. I'm going to get in that black truck, turn the key, pray it starts, and drive to the store. But she knows what I mean. Warren Wiersbe. Maybe I read so many today. Someone I read today said... This is this. This is a hypothetical situation. Maybe. My Schofield Bible said these were the people that come right to the edge of salvation and just didn't make it. I'll just read it to you. Presents the case of a Jewish professed believers who halt short of faith in Christ after advancing to the very threshold of salvation. I don't believe that. He said he was a partaker of the Holy Ghost. He got to move in to partake of him. So, Brother Schofield, I disagree with you. So it speaks to apostatize, to renew them again to repentance. Seeing they crucify to themselves the Son of God afresh. Somebody said, well, they was never saved in the first place. There ain't no lost man can crucify the Son of God afresh or again. A lost man can't do it. Because the lost people doing that, ever, I mean, they never had nothing to do with him in the first place. Hope you come back Sunday. We're going to have Pastor Appreciation Day. <laughs> you won't get this many places in Crossville, Tennessee. I'll just tell you. 
Romans 11. Now I've got to read a lot of this to get it in context. And I know I'm over and over time, but I'm trying to, trying to bring it into the parking lot right here. Romans 11, verse number 13. For I speak to you Gentiles, inasmuch as I am the apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify mine office. If by any means I may provoke to emulation them which are my flesh, he's talking about the Jew, and might save some of them. He's hoping he can give them the word and they'd hear and be saved. For if the casting away of them by the reconciling of the world, what shall be the receiving of them but the life from the dead? Hallelujah. For if the first fruit be holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root be holy, so are the branches. Praise God. Who's that? That's us. What are you? Draft in. Watch this. And if some of the branches be broken off, and thou being a wild olive tree, work graft in among them, and with them partakest of the root and fatness of the olive tree. Boast not against the branches, but if thou boast, thou bearest not the root, but the root thee. You didn't do one thing on your own to get into that tree. He put you in that tree. You can't put yourself in that tree. Listen, you'd still be an outcast and lost, but he put you in the tree. Thou wilt say then, the branches were broken off that I might be grafted in. Well, because of unbelief, they were broken off. And thou standest by, what's that word? Be not high-minded, but fear. That's the problem. There ain't no fear in some people of the Lord anymore. And there ain't no worry. There's no worry. There's no consciousness of sin because they've only heard one side of the fence all their life. There's no warning. I'm talking about we see the witness and we see a warning. Say so well, I, if that's not a, the, them, them two scriptures that I read to you, if those aren't warnings, I don't know what they are. What's this? Well, because of unbelief, we, we, we stand us by faith. Be not high-minded, but fear. For if God spared not the natural branches, take heed, lest he also spare not thee. I went to Pleasant Hill Academy in 7th and 8th grade. Tabor for the first six years. Tabor Tech University for the first six years. They blowed it up. Went to Pleasant Hill Academy in the 7th and 8th grade. Played basketball and learned how to fight like a crazy boy or you'd die at Pleasant Hill. First day there, I got in a fight. I never had fought. Tabor went six years, never got in a fight. Saved one boy's life at Tabor. Got to Pleasant Hill first day. You better fight or die. Learned how to fight. Me and Jesse Isles tried to kill each other the first year I was there. 
Went to high school. I'm going to admit something here most of you don't even know. Got kicked out. Had to get my diploma through a GED program. I wasn't that mean. I just got in trouble. Just seemed to show up where I was. I can't explain it. I'm 61 years old, Richard. I've still not figured it out. I'm not the smartest fella on the earth or the sharpest knife in the drawer, but when he said, take heed lest, you also, lest he also spare thee not, I, he's, if you want to find out who he's talking about, you can flip over to Romans chapter number one, and he's talking to them called by Christ. Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God on them which fail severity. I challenge you. Just go home, look that word up. Just look up severity and run that down. But toward thee, goodness, if thou continue in his goodness, otherwise thou also shall be cut off. Security of the believer. The warning, pretty serious stuff. Somebody's telling me about the old preacher that lost, said he got to where he, was it you tell me this story? The old preacher got to where he couldn't preach no more. I've been told him. He said he'd stand up and he'd say, it's serious business. That's all he could say, it's serious business. And they said, he, he can't even preach anymore. That's all he need to say. This is serious business. You worried about being lost, Brother Mike? No! One more scripture. Revelation 22 and 19. And I'm going to tell you, some of the men that I admire greatly and most and read after all the time absolutely ignore this passage of scripture. They just don't say nothing about it. Let's leave it out altogether. And I, I study after them all the time. I mean, and I go down the line, Jason. I've got my, I've got my Bible hub pulled up on the, on the computer. i got my iPad out because my iPad will let me research these words. If I click on it on the computer, take my little dewey-doo off there, whatever you call that pointer. Take it off, it goes away. So I'm going to have to get my iPad out. I like it better. I can touch it. It'll just keep bringing words up. When it says to get to the root word, you can just keep touching it. It'll keep till it runs out of words. Now, I don't want you leaving this church. I'm saying Mike McCoy's lost his ever-loving mind, and he's one of these guys that believes you can be lost and be saved and be lost and be saved. I do not. If I read, and, and I Wiersbe said this. this he said this. If I read Hebrews 6 and understand it right, you won't, when you come to that place of a seared conscience, you ain't coming back. If you ever come to that place, you're done. That's the difference in me and a lot of free will Baptists. They're repeat regenerationists. I'm not. I'm saying if you become an apostate, according to Hebrews 6, you're off the wagon. You're not coming back. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life 
and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. I'm not trying to turn you into a free will Baptist. I've got people here that's church of God. And we don't practice tongues. I got, I got people here that was born, bred, raised, eternal security. I love them. That's how I was raised. I was in that all my life. So don't, don't look at me and go, he's lost his mind. I've not lost my mind. Here's, you know what Kyla Rowland, you know who Kyla Rowland is? Wrote some of the best gospel songs ever written. Southern gospel. Kyla and I were sitting in a motel dining area in near Creston, Ohio when Jim McComas pastored up there. And her old mama was a, she got half her songs from her mama. After her mama died, the inspiration didn't come near as much as it did while mama was alive. Mama told her one day she's leaving the room. She said, how you doing, mama? She said, I'm nearing the shore. She, she said, she said, uh, See, another time she talked to her, she said, Mama, where you been? She said, I just came from the throne room. I've seen his scarred hand. She'd just write a song. My mama would say something. She'd write a song. Here's what she said. She said, said we had, a, we had a, a free will Baptist church down the road, and we had a, a missionary Baptist church up the road. And said, we went to the missionary church, but said revival time. The free wills come up with us and said, we went down with the free will, said, we just all had church together. I'm telling you, there's just one body. It's denominations that's divided the church. And here's what his old, her old mountain mama said. She said, mama, which one of them's right? She said, I love them down there and I love them up here. And here's what the old mountain woman said. She said, honey, the book says both things. She said, can't say. She said, honey, I'm just telling you. You follow the one that you need to, and you lean on that, and, and you let the Lord guide you in what you know and do. It'll be all right. So what I'm trying to do here, and they, they, I mean, I'm going to get on the rapture for long, and there's a lot of people disagree with me on that. Free will Baptists disagree with me. I don't care if they disagree with me. I'm just trying to follow the word of God, what he put on my heart to teach on. And it is this truth. It is this truth. We talked about eternal security, then I talked about apostasy. And I had phone calls, and, 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 and some were positive and some were not so positive. And that's okay. I don't really care. It, 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 what I said tonight may not change your mind any way or not, but it may do this. It may have opened your eyes to some scripture you don't hear preached on very often. Because I got some, I mean, buddies that wouldn't touch some of them with a 10-foot pole. I'll be on tongues before it's over. Just stay with me. We're going to keep on going. We're going to keep on going. I'm not trying to run you off. I'm trying to bring them in. I'm trying to bring them in. The Bible, it's the Word of God. It's not what I think. I didn't, listen here, look here. I just believe what it said. If I believe what it said, I gotta believe him other verses. I gotta believe the first verses. I'm sealed under the day of redemption. No man can pluck me out of his hand. I gotta believe them verses. I gotta believe Hebrews 6. Somebody say, you just don't understand it. I understand it enough. And I'm not afraid. 
That's it. The fear of God's gone. And some of the some of the staunch, staunch security believers in my life, and I'm hearing them preach this. I'm afraid we've run the fear of God out of the churches. And there's no worry. But if the say, well, what is apostasy? According to the scripture, it's when the conscience is seared. That's a dangerous place to get. Dangerous place to get. Don't tell me. And I'll tell you, take heed lest ye fall. Come get us a song. Sing us a verse, of course. Somebody might need to pray for somebody tonight. I don't know. This is not much of an uh, invitation type service. Convicting. You might be here and be lost as a ball in high weeds. I'm telling you this, you don't want to die without Jesus. That's the worst thing ever happened to you in all your days ever for eternity. My son said this. He said, Dad, did you ever think about that they won't have nothing wrong with them in hell except they can't get out? That's a pretty profound thought. He said, they won't need eyeglasses. That'll be gone. He said, when he resurrects them, do you think he's going to resurrect them crippled and broken and maimed all like they was? There they are. Let's stand to our feet. While my brother leads us in verse of courses. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the time of truth.